Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 19. Today is June 9th, and I'm your host, Cameron Shustar. With me is... James Seelig. Alright, so it's been, I want to say, over a month since, we, since we've uh, last recorded. I think episode 18 was recorded back in... Uh, back in, actually, the beginning of May is when we released Dang. it. So it's been, it's been well over a month. I didn't even realize, dude. I've been so busy. Yeah, so a lot's been happening. We'll we'll start off here with just kind of updates of where we are, or what we've been doing basically this whole time, and kind of what's going on with us. Uh, before that, actually, though, it is a little bit over a year since we started podcasting, and kind of doing on and off recordings, uh, obviously, with whether we've had a lot of gaps, or we've had some consistency, but either way, it, it has been a year. Uh, so sort of i guess we're, we're still around slowly yeah. but surely but still still going still doing things still getting better all right james tell us what you've been up to yeah so i've just been like crazy busy this quarter like the way my professors decided to do so i mean one professor in particular made things difficult because for whatever reason in addition to having like two midterms and like there, there were just like five quizzes for each, one for each section of the class, and then, oh my god, hold on. All right, that was a little bit of a break. So, uh, basically, I've just been nonstop studying for like quizzes in in midterms, and then the last two weeks I've had to do like two history papers one for just like a mid I guess like mid quarter assignment and then the other is a final so that's fun and now it's I'm currently in the middle of finals week and I have one more to go so just basically been busy doing classwork and stuff all right uh lately for me uh in terms at least of the game development I do. So for the company I work with or am part of uh, Forward Instinct, we're working on our second title called Heareth. It's actually up now on our website, which is forwardinstinct.com. That's right, I'm gonna gonna plug myself right now. But currently we're actually just finishing up our first decision-making of what's gonna go into our first, uh, first wave of content that we pitched out that's going to go into the game in the beginning when we first uh, put it out to certain people. Uh, Sorry, I'm not good at talking about this. I didn't have anything written up for it. Uh, Right now, I just finished a certain amount of sound design for it, and I'm starting to really learn how to implement into the game just because I did it once in school and never got to do it again. So I'm kind of reteaching myself all of it, just running through it. And it's going to take longer than I expected. But also, I'm doing a lot more creative stuff for the game itself in terms of, like, uh, certain characters, neighborhoods, and things like that. Like, I'm actually going to be creating part of the story and helping people develop the concepts and designs for it. Just giving, like, reference and everything else so they kind of see what they're creating with what I've pitched exactly. Um... Oh, 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 we actually are also on Patreon now, so you could, if you want, you can go support us at uh, Ford Instinct on Patreon, if you really want to. Go buy one of their shirts, they look really cool. Yeah, we got some pretty, pretty freaking cool shirts now. 
uh, and there's like a Discord server. There's all all, all this stuff, but I, I'm like doing uh, that Microsoft work and this. So everything has been just kind of all over the place. Uh, trying to do gym, and when I say do gym, of course, like workout, uh, lift weights and shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's been what I've been up to in a very non-organized way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, in regards to everything going on right now. Uh, we have a lot, since we're behind a lot, we have a lot to record. The smaller stories have actually released on Twitter, just kind of small little tweet-sized opinions that I'll continue to do for just pieces that we probably won't put into our episodes that we still sort of want to talk about a little bit. And then we have this episode that we're going to do our regular stuff on, kind of older news from throughout the month or so, but more important topics that we feel we can actually develop more into plus a lot of catching up on what we've been playing and watching and then we're gonna have a separate episode just for uh destiny's new content that they revealed as well as the pokemon directs uh, both of them we'll also be doing some e3 specials like we did last year but a little bit different last year we did conference exclusive specials so each conference had their own special episode instead we're combining some uh, the first set will actually be EA, Bethesda, and Devolver in, into one episode, and then Microsoft will have its own standalone just due to its length. Uh, this is also yeah, being recorded. They had a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Right now, this is being recorded on the day of, the, or the night after, or night of, technically. Night of the Devolver, Bethesda, and Microsoft conference, so tomorrow is actually Ubisoft and Square Enix. We're yeah, going to see sun, if we can record Sunday those. What was that? Today's Sunday the 9th. Yeah, Sunday night. So it's 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 in the middle of everything. We're gonna see if we can get everything out tonight. If not, you'll you'll notice when we say the dates of each uh, episode we do. But we'll have everything out most likely today and tomorrow, if anything. Uh, one last thing with it all, because we have so much to kind of push through. When I do the editing, I may ignore certain kind of like high volume areas or clipping just because there's so much to edit. So unless it's kind of like a lull or our Google Hangouts is like acting up where we have we have like just weird gaps of nothing going on, uh, I'll just be running through, deleting those and uh, just pretty much pushing everything out just to get them out. So excuse any drop in certain like peaking quality and whatnot. Other than that, I think we're pretty much good to continue into the normal episode that may be of a little bit extra length just because of the sheer amount of watched and played things. But we'll start off as we always do with uh, what we've been playing. James, if you want to start us off. Yeah, so just because I've been so strapped for time what with like constantly studying and writing essays last like elite... Well, essays would last like two weeks, but like studying has been like a constant for a while. Uh, I haven't really played a whole lot. So I played a little bit of Destiny with you, uh, but which we'll we talk kinda, about in our Destiny. Yeah. We'll talk Pokemon about that special. later. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, than that, like new character Joker came to Smash Bros. Like I like the character from Persona, like, and I really like Persona Five. I want that's one of the games I want to get to this summer. But if I'm gonna be honest, I do not like the character's move set in Smash Bros. I I just. I don't know. He doesn't feel right. He's weird. <laughs> and then the other day, just because I like, I finally have free time again. I got back to Red Dead, and 
Oh my god, man! Like I just got to chapter five where finally, yeah, where you get to like not quite Cuba, but uh, I forget the name of the island. I think it, it was called Guava, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Me. Yeah, Guarda. Gua- it was either Guarda or Guava. It was one of the two. It was something where I was so, just like, oh, that's interesting that they named it that. But but just like. I, I still don't want to do, like, spoilers or, or whatever in case whoever's listening hasn't fi- finished it because, good God, it's a long game. But just, like, the the dramatic way that you get to that island, like, the, the, the way... What happens before you have to leave the... Ah, uh, shit. It's not New Orleans, but the... Uh, oh, uh... Saint-Denis. Oh, uh, Saint-Denis? Yeah, like... Literally, like, I haven't played a game like this in a long time that literally has dr- moments that are so dramatic that it literally makes me, like, gasp and, like, like my hand flies up to my face, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. And, like, goddamn, I'm just going to play a bunch of Red Dead this summer and try to, try to actually finally fucking finish that game. Uh, so, yeah, that that's literally all I've played since last we talked. I... Uh, because I've been so strapped for time, I've mostly just been watching a bunch of stuff, so I have a lot more on that, li- that yeah, list. Yeah, that'll be lengthier for me as well. But uh, for me, I had... So I actually beat Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah? How'd I got like through it? it all. It was... Oh, I loved it. It was so awesome. It Just the satire and it making fun of everything else, breaking the fourth wall. It was really, really well done. Uh, the collectibles I actually <laughs> ended up giving, giving up on. I just realized... There's that so the, many. The rate I was going... I was actually almost done. I had, really? like, one and a half districts left. I got all the others. Okay. But I realized how many, like, breaks and lunches I was, like, just spending doing them. And I was like, oh, my God, this is time I could be spent, like, just finishing up other stuff. And it was sort of like trying to 100% the game, but I was I already knew I wasn't going for all the achievements. So it was kind of like a half-ass completion, and I, I just realized, like, there's so much I still have to do. It's, it's not worth as much as i love insomniac's games like i can't 100 percent every single thing obviously resistance 2's multiplayer 10,000 kills is a big testament to that oh uh, my god yeah that I was forgot the, about that. that was a, i'm sorry but that was a dumb trophy that was terrible <laughs> um the game itself though was really really fun i did a good amount of the challenges but i i stopped about i want to say a third of the way through or i'd say a third to a quarter of the way through i uh, i like went gold on a bunch of them I couldn't max out all the weapons just because there's so many. I actually didn't even buy a few, but they, with the ones I did use, they were so freaking cool. Especially like uh, I thought this this stupid dude one where it was like uh, it, it shoots a hologram of the sky that basically distracts enemies. And he's like, "Whoa, radical, bro!" And he just starts shooting them and shit with like little lasers. It, I thought that was that shit was hilarious. Like it was it was just really good. I ended up going through also both DLCs. The I think it was the Moo Oil Rig, which was really funny, and then the it was like the Fizco Robot Factory, I think, and I think that one that one really DLC. did break the fourth wall because uh, I cracked up one dude. I remember meeting him. Tw- I met him a couple times. His name was Brandon Winfrey. He was an intern, I think, when I first saw him. So it was like 2011. During the Resistance 3, Ratchet and Clank, All for One fan event that was in, like, uh, SoCal. And so we met him there, and he was, like, a young intern and stuff. 
And then I want to say I met him again. Yeah, I did meet him again in 2014 when Insomniac invited us to E3. And I met him, like, at the Microsoft press conference, like, we when we were there. And then during, like, the Sensitive Overdrive fan stuff, we got to see him there, too. So it was just, he, like, I don't think he was an intern anymore. He was, like, something else, but I can't remember his position. I don't think he's with the com- company any longer. He's doing something else at this point. But I it was hilarious that he was the, sorry, it took long to get to the point, but he was the final boss in the final DLC. And I thought that was hilarious because he does these update videos throughout, I guess, when you actually played the game when it came out, he did, like, this content update stuff called Sunset TV. Cool. All right, sorry, there was uh, another Google Hangout and GarageBand difficulty. Yeah, Uh, no. Don't buy an iMac Pro or MacBook Pro. (laughs) James, you fool. Could have gotten some They told me it was good for creators. (laughs) You're not a creator. (laughs) (laughs) podcasting doesn't count Uh, fine unless you can't like well i guess technically but now i should have got a pc anyway um yeah so you didn't hear it but i was actually basically going through like the this guy brandon anyway he uh he did the sunset tv stuff which is like cool little updates to sunset overdrive and he was actually in the game, like he his he was physically in the game, uh, oh, just making these cool. little updates on the television in there. And he was the final boss of the final DLC. Uh, and he nice. was like, yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, overall, the game was really awesome, really fun. I loved it. Uh, couldn't keep going for the collectibles and challenges just because it's not worth it at this point for me. But just really, really, it was like the perfect summer kickoff game, really, to start off with, I guess, or finish up. And then uh, I've been playing, like, Age of Empires 2. There's so many campaigns, like, there's so much to do right now, even though this is such an old game. They have three expansions, and I've been still playing the, or three new expansions. I'm playing the first one still, the Forgotten uh, DLC, and I finally finished the first one, which was, like, uh, about the Goths sacking Rome, which was really cool. And then the second one is actually about vlad the impaler aka dracula and it's really really cool the way it's going on and like the current part i'm on is like the third chapter it's actually one of the hardest age of empires 2 campaign missions i've ever had just because of the time you have to do everything but i've actually been delayed in playing it a lot just because for some reason certain save files will actually crash the game on the break room computer I've been using that we use, it's like, it should be able to support it. It's not like a big game or anything too, especially a couple of my coworkers play like Battlefield 5 on it. So this is a lot smaller of a game. It's just been weird. I'm not really sure if it would happen on my PC too, if it's just like the save somehow corrupted itself. When I save over it and override it, it works. It hasn't crashed on me again. Hopefully it won't. Otherwise I'll just kind of lose my shit a little bit. Uh, just because sometimes I get through a good amount of the level and then I have to do it all over again. I'm like, oh my god, that's actually like 45 minutes to an hour's worth of content right there. That's um, super weird. Yeah, I know. But it's like, this game, it's actually going to take me, just because it's more like a, if the consoles are taken up, I move over to the PC if someone's like, a lot of people have been playing NBA lately, just with the finals going on right now. 
So I'll just go over to the PC and play on that instead. So we'll see if uh, if I get through more. Most Maybe likely, it's because they want you to buy the new Age of Empires two remake, which we'll talk about at the Microsoft one. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> yeah, there's so much, dude. Uh, and then besides <laughs> that, uh, because I finished on Set Overdrive, I actually broke out my second PS4 in the break room that I just recently bought off my friend. It was like 65 bucks. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it just to have it here. So I like, I downloaded like uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which I already started playing running through and uh, just said no to the collectibles now for that one too, just so I can get through it. I'm just basically doing like uh, the main missions and all the territory, uh, the territory stuff, which is all really cool. It's like bounty hunting, bounty hunts and then uh, gang battles and stuff like that. And I'm actually going through it fairly quickly when I get the chance to. Uh, I also downloaded Battlefront 2 just to kind of knock out the story when I get the chance. Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I'm saving for last. Uh, that one's just... I realized at this point I don't really have people to play with. Breakpoint's coming out. So I'll just do it solo, just kind of run through everything and just play the crap out of it. And then, uh, what were there were two others, I kind of forget. Oh, Mad Max. That was another 2015 uh, backlog game that I can knock out since it's digital. And then the last one was, oh, Black Ops 3, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, since they have it. I'm just going to run through the campaign for that one as well. The thing with these is, like, these are easy digital games to kind of clear some of my stuff that I don't have time for at home just because I'm doing more multiplayer-oriented stuff at home. And one thing that kind of sucks with the PS4 I got from him, he told me beforehand, I just knew it, uh, I was fine with it, but the disk drive is kind of wonky, so it's actually better just to play only digital stuff on it. It, it like, mm. beeps a lot, and it just has some troubles, apparently. So I'm like, that's that's fine. I got so much shit also on PS Plus that I can eventually get through, like, Injustice, Far Cry 4, and other shit eventually. So I'm like, that's fine with me. If anything, like, physical shit at home, digital stuff here, the two birds, one stone for me. That's no problem whatsoever. But alright, that's all the uh, games I've played recently for the most part. Or of importance. Next up, uh, we got gaming news. Which first up is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare reveal. So, some cool stuff revealed about that. It comes out October... Do you remember? I actually don't have it here. I didn't... Not nah, hold on. All right, while you're searching for it, cool things announced for it was uh, it's made by uh, Infinity Ward, which it's not the original team, as most know. It's the team that kind of was left remaining in, like, new hires, of course, after everyone left and formed Respawn. So, like, these are the guys that made specifically, like, Ghost and Modern Warfare 3 and Infinite Warfare, which Ghost was kind of the beginning of me... to not buy Call of Duty games anymore. One cool thing about this new one, though, which I wasn't expecting, really, was this one's actually going to have no season pass. First Call of Duty game without season pass, which is unheard of for Activision. Like, that's crazy. Usually they're like, give us all your money. I heard about that, and I was like, thank you. I I never wanted to buy, like, five maps for $15, like, ever. And they, they always had, like, five map packs, and it was just like, that's like another 
It's like, basically the the season pass is almost the price of the game. It's usually like fifty bucks a year. It is, and it all the only thing it ever did was just split up the player base between the people that do and don't have that DLC. Yeah. Anyway, it uh it does come out October twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. So, okay. Cool. So well, like a week before Halloween. Yeah. So we got that coming out. Um, no season pass, free maps, which is really cool. The biggest thing about it, though. We'll talk about the rest of it, like more details about the game itself after, but the biggest crazy thing here is it is going to be completely cross-platform play. So when you're online playing, that means PS4, Xbox One, and PC people can all play together. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Because now it's kind of showing the beginning of PlayStation's giving everyone the go, if they, I guess if they really want to, to just do it, just do full cross-platform play. And this is really the first that has it all official, where it's like not one of them's not coming late. This is all at the same time. I'm. It makes me. It's like these are all almost like a new season pass, cross platform. Two incentives right there for me to kind of look into it more. Another cool thing is the campaign. It's a as they say a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare uh, line of Call of Duty games, which there were three in the past, which pretty much closed for the most part. I don't yeah. know if this is related to them or if it's kind of like well, restarting. Here's, here's the funny thing: is like in the first trailer, they definitely show off Soap Soap McTavish, so that character is at least is back. <clears throat> but I was listening to the Kind of Funny podcast uh, talk about it, and they pointed out that like the reason why they're kind of soft rebooting it or whatever is because there were like huge changes to I guess. I don't know what you would call it, but like just international standings in that universe. Like they literally were like, Russia is bad. World War Three happened. So shit kind of like diverged from our actual history. So they want to get more back to like, that's why they're just calling it modern warfare again is because they're trying to take it back to what warfare is more like now. I guess. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's it's a lot different than it is now, especially where we were at that point. Because I was like during the, we were still heavy into the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq during those times. Yeah, at least during the initial first couple of games. But in those games, they made Russia still like the main bad guy. And, yeah, and mainly what made it modern warfare was just like the weaponry and equipment that you were using. For the most part. Gotcha. And I, I don't know. I, I think it was more like it was a preview for people that got to see it, but not everyone got to. But the there's already, like, stuff that will be very controversial when it comes out. Because isn't it at one point you play as children, at least uh, oh, le- yeah. at least youths, whose family get killed by Russians, if I was hearing correctly? I don't remember. It was something but... like that. Uh, this could be completely inaccurate. Sorry if we don't know too much about it. And... Just too much to research into again. But it, there's going to be controversial stuff where I believe for sure you'll be playing as a child escaping a massacre of basically guys just killing your family, killing these other people, and it's like unarmed people. So it's it brings back that controversy that Modern Warfare 2 brought with the no Russian level where you're basically killing people in the airport, which you could choose if you really want to or not. Like, if you really wanted to, you could fire your gun up into the air and it would still proceed the same way 
I believe also if you really wanted to, you could skip that level entirely. They gave you that option. Yeah. But people usually complain that, oh, it's too real or something, something. And it's like people also complain at the same time. Oh, a game's not that real or something like that. So it's a very stupid double standard, double-edged sword where either you want certain games to have something that's real and you want others not to if it hits too close to home or something like that. And it honestly, when it becomes controversial like this, that's actually when I think it's done the best. I want to see something that they just push it to the limit of the boundaries that normally are created for games just goes beyond that. People might have a problem with it, but it's like, hey, they're actually bringing up more interesting maybe real issues that have happened and it's just another medium to talk about it like this stuff could happen in a movie but everyone's like oh it's a movie you know it's supposed to happen and it's like what okay and then it's like if you have a controller in your hand they're like oh it's completely different i can't believe you could do that that's terrible and it's like yeah. all right that's cool i guess thanks for your opinions man have fun talking about it on the news to parents that don't know what they're thinking and yeah. just know to listen there I mean, but. there's also that argument that people have of like, oh, if you do it in a video game, you're going to want to do it in real life. It's like, ah, I played that level in Call of Duty 2 where, or Modern Warfare 2, was it Modern Warfare 2? Where yeah, you shoot that up was there? the no Russian. Yeah. And uh, I, that didn't make me want to do that. That made me feel awful. <laughs> if, it, if that was true, especially if you're at a young age where you can be easily influenced, I am surprised I never became a paper boy and expected <laughs> to be attacked by all sorts of tornadoes, grim reapers, and babies on tricycles and shit. And I'm surprised I was never a monster trying to save my girlfriend while shooting bubbles out of my mouth because people are fucking stupid when they think things like this are going to really influence people to do something terrible in real life. Like, come on, dude. That was like the main argument people had against uh, GTA for years. It was like, you're going to teach people how to be terrible people. Like, you don't need video games for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not running around stealing cars and beating hookers, which doesn't yeah. even, it's not even a thing that you have to do in the game. It's like, you could beat anyone up in the game. You could run up and beat anyone. It, it doesn't even matter. And then like, I'm not running around shooting ducks. You know what you could also do in GTA 5? <laughs> Take a tour bus ride. Yeah, you don't see me taking tour bus rides. You see me doing that shit? You don't see me having a crazy relationship with the wife that's cheating on me and I'm cheating on her and have a kid that looks like Jonah Hill and Donna's like trying to get into weird movies and shit. God. So fucking game was so good. (laughs) Yeah, that was great though. Yeah, the game was great. People are just dumb. Anyway, all right. That was weird. I don't know why we're talking about that. Uh, So Modern Warfare uh, Remastered. Or not remastered. Shit, I'm so... There's too many... Alright, that's that's just the thing that kills me. It's like, we've Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. They took the 4 out. And now we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which takes place... It comes out after Modern Warfare Remastered. And it's just... It's, oh, so much fucking... Yeah. It's just... Ah, oh God. It's, it's just hard to... It's not hard to remember. It's just hard to remember to say it correctly. That's the only thing. Um, but okay. Our... In terms of, we haven't really seen too much of this so far. I'm actually curious, because did it have a really big E3 presence at all that you saw? I didn't see anything. Not yet. I don't think it was even at the Xbox conference. They, they said there was like some small thing where they were talking about story and art direction, I believe, but I couldn't find it. I think, I think whatever PlayStation's doing, and I think it's going to probably happen in June, I, I believe they'll be there. 
most likely, if they have something. Like, if they I have, like, gameplay, I think it'll be over there. I can't imagine PlayStation isn't going to do some state of play, like, sometime yeah. soon. Cause they, I mean, they have days of play right now going on. Yeah, which, by They're the way, I've I already bought, like, a couple things off of that sale. Cause... I might get a controller again. I'm not really sure. I shouldn't, yeah. but, you know. Days Gone is, like, half off. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so at least from what you've seen so far, at least with the incentives of cross-platform and no season pass, are you? Do you think you want to get it so far with what you see? I'm definitely much more interested, intrigued, because like one of the things I always I say like frequently is like you can sell me on your game if you just tell me that you're going to tell me a good story, and so far I like the narrative direction they're going for with this game. Like, it, it seems like they've really thought about it. So that makes me intrigued. And, yeah, and just the idea that, like, I was a huge fan of Modern Warfare's multiplayer. Uh, I, like, kind of what made me less interested in Call of Duty over time was when they made it more fast-paced and more wall-runny and, and all that stuff. So going back to Modern, modern Warfare style, granted, we don't even know if they're going to try to make it like the old style or do something new with it we'll see but yeah like just give me a modern warfare call of duty game with all the dlc for free and a good story and like yeah you can get 60 bucks out of me throw in cross play i might actually buy like a second copy of the game just so i could play with people on xbox and playstation i don't know we'll see <laughs> I might, I might wait for a sale to buy it a second time if I do. Well, you only need to buy it a second time because you'll already be able to play with other people. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. yeah I d- That's James. so cool. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? It's I was not thinking, that late yet. Come on, no, man. I was thinking cross... I was thinking cross-play... <laughs> cross or not cross-play, uh, cross-progression, not cross-play. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck, dude. All right. Well, we want still. You won't even need to do that with the crossplay. Like, it's just like if you just really wanted to have extra. Yeah, it just wouldn't be necessary. You yeah, just, no. Once you have crossplay, there's you just need once. That's it. All right. But uh, for me, before like I was talking about like when Black Ops Four came out and we both got it, which I'll talk about actually about that after this. But I still haven't played it. Except yeah. So. I said I'd just do Treyarch because it makes life a little bit easier because it's once every three years and I hadn't played Call of Duty since Black Ops 2. Like, from Ghost onward, I, st- I didn't buy any of them. I didn't play any of them. <clears throat> I maybe did uh, some of the betas, but that's about it. And Black Ops 4 is the first time I bought one in a long time. And then Black Ops 3 came out on PlayStation Plus, so I got that. So that's why I'm going to play that finally, just for the campaign. And then uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered I bought just because it came finally standalone. I got it for like 15 bucks, which it's 30 bucks altogether when you get the freaking overpriced DLC that shouldn't be $15. Yeah. So it was under, I had said if I can get everything, including the DLC for $40 or less, I would do it. When they released it standalone for $40, DLC separate, I said, fuck that. If the sale didn't happen, I probably would not have purchased it. But since I do, I'm going to enjoy playing the crap out of it when I get the chance to. That one I, I see more as a long-lasting game by itself, as long as there's people online. Um, 
Modern Warfare, it's the new one. I am interested. It, it just depends if the story is as more out of its normal Call of Duty line and really does do the boundary breaking and everything else with the type of story it tells. It's maybe a lot more serious and things like that. If it does that, I will buy it just because multiplayer, I'm sure, will be fine. And if it's more like Modern Warfare 2 or something, that'll be even better. But otherwise, like, I'm getting it mainly for the story. Everything else is a plus if it's cool and I enjoy it. Uh, that brings in, actually, that we should probably open our copies of Black Ops 4 just to see, actually, how much we like that specifically. I still want to play Blackout. Like, it, it sounds really fun. I mean... I've been playing Apex when I want to play a battle royale, but I've I've been hearing that Blackout's as good, if not better. Yeah, and we've just been it's we've just, just been bad with play. it, just because also we've been just trying to catch up with Destiny whenever we're both on at the same time. That's which is why we haven't really touched anything else. And I do want to say, like, actually, so I bought it twice. I had bought it on Xbox as well to play with coworkers, but pretty much it looks like they stopped playing it. And I never opened it, so I'm just going to probably sell it. Just because there's no point at this point to have two. I'll get the PS4 one also because I bought the DLC. It was on sale for the season pass. So I was like, ah, oh, tight. All right. So I might as well keep it since I'm like, all right. Uh, we'll just see how it is. Uh, we'll try out the zombies. We'll try out Blackout. We'll try out the regular multiplayer. See which, which pieces at least we want to stick with. Yeah. Because at least with this game, there should be still a population for zombies at the very least. Zombies and Blackout. I don't know about the main. I don't know. Like that's that was what I played in the. That was what I played for the beta, and I didn't really like it. So mm. I'm okay with skipping that and just doing Blackout and just doing Zombies. We'll just see how it all goes, though. We can uh, always try it out and just see if we enjoy what pieces we enjoy. If anything, like having one less mode to play makes life a little bit easier. Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's a little disorganized. My throat's kind of dead from where I was uh, actually real fast I was actually the last three days out of the city in a small town where I actually got sunburned pretty badly uh, saw a rattlesnake went fishing for the first time so a lot, a lot of interesting things happened so I'm a little exhausted from that but gotta keep going and drinking water to keep my throat from sounding like a raspy dying thing but okay, next up, uh, Google Stadia had more reveals, including the price point of its service. Sort of? Well, yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's complicated and weird. Yeah, I mean, it's ninety-nine. Uh, it's nine ninety-nine per month, just standalone, just Stadia. For uh, just the 4K, just to get 4K resolution. Yes. Yeah, because it's Stadia, it's, that's for Stadia Pro. Yeah. I forgot, yes. Because st- the regular Stadia comes with, uh, doesn't it come in the Chrome stick or something? Or her- yeah, whatever? Well, that, okay, so that's the weird thing. It's like the two things that they announced, like, for... Or Chromecast, that's what for. I was thinking of. Yeah, so there's, uh, like, along with the $10 a month... Uh, whatever you call it, like the, the subscription model for for 4K resolution. Study and, Pro. And you get some free games with it, but they weren't really specific on how many. 
Although Destiny they did, 2. They did say right? Destiny 2 was one of them. So, so, the, uh, so Destiny 2 being one of them was actually pretty cool. Um, but the other thing was the $130 Founders, Founders Pack. pack Founders Edition, yeah. Which comes with the I, Chromecast. I got it all here. Yeah, the Chromecast Ultra. Which Normally like, $69.99. Yeah, which is the, the thing you plug into the back of your TV, which, I mean, you can... Chromecast is a pretty cool gadget in and of itself. It lets you, like, stream stuff from your, from your other devices to your TV. It's pretty cool. Uh, but the Ultra one lets you do 4K content, which is what you're going to need if you want to do Google Stadia on your TV. And then the other thing is you get a controller... A limited and edition night blue controller, which actually looks kind of cool, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and then th- you, did they actually say how much the controllers are standalone? I don't think they did. did. They not? If oh, they no. did, I didn't. Oh wait, the controllers are sixty nine dollars each. Yeah, so that's just just solid sixty nines. It's, <laughs> it's about the same as a PlayStation or an Xbox controller. Yeah, PlayStation. No, PlayStation controllers uh, fifty nine ninety nine. Is it? So it's uh, a base Xbox controller, like the black and white ones, are fifty nine ninety nine, and then like uh, if it's like a color scheme, then it's like fifty five dollars, and then if it's got like the see through or the like special grip stuff, then it's uh, seventy bucks. Really? Or sixty five? Wait. And that doesn't all. Also, usually doesn't include a battery. Yeah, it'll include double A's. Well, I mean a rechargeable one. Oh, uh, no, no, they don't. But yeah. yeah, so basically um, Xbox Ones range from 60 to 70. 70 is like the more premium. And then uh, PlayStation are 60. I actually don't know if the colored ones are more expensive than the regular black, though. They could be 65 as well. I'm not too sure. But yeah, so the the other two things, well, one thing I guess you get in the Stadia Founders Pack is the you get a three-month trial. Yeah, sort of. for Stadia Pro for the. And 4K. then you get a second one that you're supposed to give to a friend, but I guess you could keep it for yourself. You get uh, for yeah, six yeah. months. I don't think you can. I think it's it, it'll know. I think oh, it's man. like because they make their own thing. They have to make their own profile. Like I don't know. I I know they really tried to make that sound like a value, where it's like we're we're giving you a sixty dollar Chromecast Ultra and a seventy dollar controller, and f- three months of the our service, and I'm like. I don't know. Three months I mean, it, doesn't sound in a like way. A lot. I guess it's still affordable because it's like is Com- is Chromecast Ultra seventy dollars a month or is it just seventy dollars base? No, it's it's just like the gadget. So it's it's seventy dollars base. It's literally just okay. This- so it's like buying a console, but the console is seventy bucks, and then the Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus is just ten bucks a month. But basically, there's no yearly fee, which is kind of annoying. Like basically, what Chromecast and Cro- like. You could there's like a regular Chromecast that's like a little bit smaller, and then there's the Chromecast Ultra, and they basically both do the same thing. Just Ultra lets you stream stuff at 4K resolution or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure how it works. I know it connects to your Wi-Fi, but I think it also lets you hook up or connect to your like mobile devices and stuff. So you could just like, if you got a video on your phone you want to show someone or like a picture or something you want to show uh, someone. You could just like zip it to the TV real quick, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just like three months doesn't sound like a whole lot of time for I don't know, hundred hundred thirty bucks. Also, the fact that you it's not 
like Netflix, where you just get, you pay 10 bucks a month and you get access to like their whole library or whatever, it's like you still have to buy most of your games piecemeal. Yeah. So, I don't Which know. Which they, they're getting a, a good number of titles, at least in terms of like their, what's available, I guess, in terms of like, I guess, the, was it the pro subscription technically will yeah. have it? Or I don't know. I just feel like... Maybe I'm crazy, but if they made it 15 or even like $20 a month, but then they said, but you get to play literally whatever you want. I think you still have to buy the games themselves, right? You do, currently, but I, I'm just saying, like, if they came out later and were like, hey, if you want, like, 4K resolution and stuff, and you're, you, I don't know, I'm... Not everyone would be cool with this because you technically wouldn't own any of your games. But if it was literally like a Netflix for games and you just like paid a subscription to play whatever you want, like no need to buy individual things, like I'd be willing to pay a little bit extra for that. But I don't think I'd be cur currently willing to pay 10 bucks just to play stuff at a higher resolution, but still have to buy everything. Yeah. I don't know. Also, and then the, la the last piece of the Founders Edition is uh, first chance to claim a Stadia name, which actually is all right, <laughs> pretty useful, I guess, in a way. I, I would, yeah. I would, if I, if I, if I got the Stadia, I would get this Founders pack for sure. Just honestly, alone for the controller and the name, I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah, th honestly, the fact that it comes with the controller is pretty nice. I'll give you that, but like. As soon as they mentioned the the speed, like the data speeds you would need for each level of quality, like video quality, I was uh, I was like, oh well, okay. Immediately go to internet test to see what my the Wi-Fi is at my apartment, and they said, oh god, what was it? It was like thirty five megabits per uh, gets you four K, but I think it was like 20 gets you 1080p and 10 megabits gets you 720 and my internet was just past 10 megabits so I wouldn't even be able to play in like full HD uh, like here in Davis at my apartment so that's and a problem there is something in terms of connections I believe or uh, internet speeds I think that we'll talk more about it's sort of related to Stadia, actually, but that'll be in the Bethesda special or the Ether special with Bethesda stuff. But we'll get into that if you if you want to know more about that. You just gotta watch that episode, or listen to that episode uh, that'll come out afterwards. But for me personally, even with this stuff and everything else, I already got Steam. I'm good to play with that on the desktop. I don't need to play on my TV. I don't need to play on a tablet. I don't want, I mean, I don't want to play on a tablet and I don't want to play on my phone. Like I don't have a tablet. I don't want to buy one. I, I'm good off of just, if I'm going on the move, I'll just play a mobile game on my phone. And then if I even have one, like, I like blades or something, or I'll play, uh, on the switch. And if I'm home, I got a PC, I got a PlayStation, I got an Xbox. I'm good to go. I, I just, it, it's not useful to me. It, it doesn't give me anything that I don't already have or need, nor the things that it does give that I don't have is stuff that I just don't want. 
and that's yeah. just it's just plainly it. The only like I said before, the only thing that would interest me is a killer app, which would be whatever game the first party Stadia Studio is working on. Right. Yeah. And the release date still of Stadia hasn't been set in st- like they don't haven't given a definitive release date yet, so maybe there's a chance that that uh, that killer app or the the first party game will be launch ex- uh, will be a launch title, but I'm not too sure. If it's like amazing and then I'm like, "All right, I'll check it out." Or at least get like the a Chrome fucking Chromecast Ultra, but it has to be really good. If it's not, and if it's something that I'm like, I could live without, which at this point, there's more games that I'm starting to say I don't need to play, uh, then that's that. And I just never touch it, and study just never happens for me. But we'll see. Uh, Still, at least at this point, highly doubtful I will be touching it whatsoever. I will say there was one moment where they were showing off I don't know. I don't think it's a part of the game itself. I think it was them trying to show off something you can do specifically with Stadia. Was they showed off a a new trailer for Ghost Recon. Oh, God. What's the new one? Breakpoint. Breakpoint. And there was a brief moment where it transitioned to gameplay and you know how in the first game there were all those moments that they, that they tried to show off where you could like synchronize with your teammates and say like okay we all got a target shoot now or whatever and you yeah. just you kind of have to just like trust that your teammates are on the ball and no and are like paying attention but in this in this uh, brief period of gameplay because they were on Stadia and they're trying to show off like you can stream this shit like crazy literally like in the I don't know the right side of the screen was like a little video window of all three of the guys teammates so that so he could see what they were seeing and so as a team you could literally see when everyone is lined up and synchronize like better so I thought that was actually kind of cool but I don't know if that's, like, going to make me want to get Ghost Recon Breakpoint just on Stadia just for that. It's, I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And if anything, I'm probably just getting Breakpoint on either PS4 or Xbox. I'm not sure yet. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's all the video game news we have since we kind of pushed the Destiny and Pokemon stuff out. Um... Next up is what we've been watching. And we can actually talk about, James, you finally watched it, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I finally watched that since last we talked. Like, Also, spoilers ahead, people, if you don't want to listen to this kind of yeah. stuff. I would say, honestly, uh, just in terms of everything we're probably going to talk about, uh, I'd say push ahead for about 20 minutes, maybe. Just probably, skip ahead yeah. 20 minutes. Just about. But yeah, so... I okay. First off, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think I liked it as much as I liked uh, Infinity War. I've been hearing that a lot from people, actually. And I think I realized after a while what it was that was missing from Endgame was 
strangely enough, Thanos. <laughs> like, and, and Thanos Ooh. was in a decent amount of the movie, but like, what I mean is, what was so cool, it, and I think what kept the pace going so well in Infinity War, was that all the characters in their different places were racing against Thanos and trying to prevent him from getting all the stones. And each time that one of the teams failed to prevent him from, like either the Guardians failing to get it, uh, prevent him from getting the, uh, the reality stone or Gamora preventing him from getting the, the soul stone or, you know, and so on. Like, it was dramatic, and you were like, oh shit, he's got another one. He, like, how are they gonna stop him from the next one? And, like, the fact, and then he finally makes the Infinity Gauntlet, and it's dramatic that he actually wins. But in, in Endgame, you know, they find him because they're like, oh shit, he used the stones again on this planet. Let's go find him and take the stones back and undo everything. And then they kill off Thanos because he's like, I destroyed the stones. And from the rest of the movie, there's no, there's not really a main villain in their way until Thanos just kind of appears at the end to be like, I took a shortcut to where you have all the stones and I'm just going to take them. Yeah, we we got a pre-stone armor Thanos. Yeah. Which, and, like, all that, like, granted, that whole scene, like, the final fight was, like, amazingly epic. But I just felt like the rest of the movie wasn't as, um, what's the word? I mean, it was Lebowski's big adventure. And that's the thing. It was, it was entertaining. The whole time it was entertaining, but it wasn't as, there was like, no There wasn't as high stakes, it felt like. Yeah, it wasn't as high stakes as, as Infinity War. As, as so, high stakes as Infinity War was when it really wasn't, but you, you, yeah. we know, yeah. But at the same time, I also, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I've said before that I really like a good time travel story if it's done well. And, I mean, people might call me crazy. I don't think this was time travel done well. It was... Because it was fine. It was fine, but like for me, what what's so intriguing about a time travel story is that it's always really difficult to uh, have your characters go back to a previous point in their timeline and have them accomplish the, what they need to get done without changing previous events. And like yeah. that can be really tricky, but if it's pulled off well, it could be really entertaining. Like in Back to the Future, sort of. <laughs> but Which this one, they just kind of were like, we're, we're going to still keep the future or the present. The present future, which is like five years after Infinity War, the same yeah. as much as they can. Just bring people back to that point, which is just kind of weird because then it's like, hey, I'm back after five years. Well, the- and, but you're this, you're, you've changed in five years, but I didn't. Yeah, so I had a lot of weird issues with that because that basically to me sounded like they wanted to do time travel but didn't want it to overcomplicate it. So they were like, fuck it, we could do whatever we want and it won't ruin everything. I mean, it's Marvel. Yeah. This is, these are the same guys that I said since the beginning 
Oh, look, they killed half the characters. Oh, but they're going to come back. And then they did. Yeah. Well, according to Daniel, uh, the way they brought everyone back in Endgame was actually very different than the way they did it in the comics. So that's actually interesting that the that the Infinity War snap was pretty close. Well, actually, not really. I don't know. They got like the major points down, but and I was still one hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, I was right at the beginning, and like at the beginning, people got snapped. I was like, I mean, there's all that still, shit. Dust insurance guaranteed to come back. There's still a few people that are straight. Yeah, but they dead, weren't dusted. Like, Vision is still gone. Think, but he's gonna come back, dude. You know what I like? I I don't know if I've said it because you know we're the- getting the show right, like the freaking. Scarlet Witch Vision show. Oh, right. How, it's going to be a 6 issue limited Scarlet series. Witch is also dead. No, no she's sorry, alive. Other one, other one. I'm, I, keep, I keep mistaking Scarlet Witch for Scarlet Johansson. I don't know why I've made that mistake for Oh, no, years. she's getting a movie, too. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that um, was... They basically kill... Like, in Endgame, they kill off half of the original Avengers. Yeah. And then pretty... Yeah, they pretty much kill off almost half and then sort of basically finish off that remaining part of that half because Black Widow straight up eats it and then Iron Man just gets Iron got. Man dies. Yeah, that was pretty, that was, that was actually emo- that was pretty emotional. I was like, fuck, I didn't think that would be this emotional. And then um Cap just <laughs> he got so fucking old. He was Dude, like, gotcha. I Damn, love all so the memes that people are making of like old Cap to say like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> uh yeah, so. he he actually he got to watch uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> it was, but like, um, I, I thought, I mean, basically throughout it all, we get all the upcoming, we get an upcoming movie, and we get like three shows out of it. It ends up with like, uh, Sam, Fal- aka Falcon, getting the shield, and then so him and Winter Soldier are gonna actually gonna have their own show within Disney Plus's first year. We have even though Vision's dead and Scarlet Witch is alive. There's going to be a Scarlet Witch Vision show. Apparently, it might take place during, like, World War II or something. I was very confused by what era it's supposed to take place in, but it's going to be a six-issue, six-episode uh, miniseries. I think the Captain America Falcon, or Winter Soldier Falcon, is going to be, like, ten-ish episodes. I keep thinking issues. It's too comic booky, man. Uh, we got a potential... Just seeing Hawkeye's daughter using arch uh, uh doing archery there was a rumor for a hawkeye show so then that's there uh black widow is getting a movie even though she's dead so it's gonna be a prequel and then it's probably gonna be when she's still a russian agent and then leaving the agency and then of course even though so for sure all right so i was right where loki and heimdall are for sure dead and then i was I... like they may bring back Vision and Gamora, which they didn't. Didn't Gamora is still dead. Vision is still dead, but we're I don't know how they're well, getting Vision back for the show. Well, Gamora the... is alive. It's the past Gamora. Yeah. In present day now. God, that was confusing. Yeah, but it's basically a. There Gamora, was literally a moment, just not the Gamora that was killed. There is literally a moment where the older. Nebula killed the younger Nebula, and I, was I thought like, she was gonna erase herself. Yeah, I thought I, she was gonna erase herself. I was, and like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. So literally, 
changing the past entirely does not affect. I mean, it, the it, it because at all. It, it becomes a branching timeline. I guess. I don't. God, I, that's, that's the so best. Fucking... That's the that's the only explanation. Right? That was just so weird. And like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just complaining about the time travel stuff because like most of the stuff I've enjoyed is the stuff that relies on time being fixed and like you can't change it and do alternate timelines and maybe this is just like the first time i've actually seen a movie that tried to do time travel with the branching timelines theory but i don't know yeah it's like it's funny too because you're complaining more than i am when i i just despise time travel in general i just don't like it even with like stuff like terminator like certain things in terminator i'm like okay with but for the most part i just always see time travel as cheap uh, uh this was still this is so movie. fucking yeah this is so inter- oh that was right the well I, I i tweeted about it this is uh the time travel shit was so entertaining though mainly just i cracked up because uh i guess that the because we the friends i went with watched it it was on the seventh day it was out so it wasn't like i guess the f- crazy cop like crazy psycho crowd that would be like cheering at everything most likely right uh this one was more tame so when like they show the original avengers together again i'm almost positive everyone was fucking going ape shit freaking out but everyone was kind of calm in there and i'm like oh okay cool no one's freaking out that's great and then they're like do exactly as you would do at this timeline and it's just fucking smart hulk and he's like all right and he's just kind of like half-assing destruction just kind of like he picks up a bike and doesn't even throw it he just does like this sad toss and it doesn't even move it moves like two feet they were like maybe smash some stuff and he's like that seems a little like gratuitous but okay and he just like pulls his shirt off like he doesn't even pull it off over his head or anything he just rips it off like it's nothing just smashes a car or two yeah, like, but so slow. He was doing it so slow. It yeah. was so great. But and then like Hulk doesn't like taking uh, stairs. We learned that as well. But it led into Loki. So it's pre. It's post Avengers pre Thor two Loki. So this is just the Loki that just got captured after being the villain for Avengers. Yeah, and he escapes with the Tesseract. So this is basically the origin of the Loki TV show that's coming out now as well. So yeah. this is the Loki we're getting. This isn't like good Loki that um, dies at the beginning of Infinity War and like becomes basically full brother to Thor and like giving his basically giving his life for Thor and Asgard. Uh, this is conniving Loki that's just like, I'm gonna fuck with you. And yeah, he it's basically, it. I think that the show's supposed to be him just fucking with history. I'm pretty sure. Oh man, that'd be so funny. Yeah, yeah he basically, great. like at some point in like a skirmish, the Tesseract like literally basically like falls at his feet and he's just like, huh, okay. And he picks it up and teleports out of there. I was also dying when Cap's like, hail Hydra. And I'm like, it was like, yeah, the best dude. callback because that was the Everyone best thing Everyone lost to say. their mind with that. Just yeah, like, that was so fucking good. People were like, oh, it's a callback to Secret Empire. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you could take it like that. Where in the comics, he becomes a. There's a whole thing that just timeline is just fucked up uh, with him being That was Hydra. definitely a nod to that. But they were also. It was definitely also a nod to like. It was just Civil, Winter Soldier. Just yeah, Winter Soldier. Like, 
where he's was, like he's in that elevator with like a dozen people and he has to like fight them all and like they're about to do the fight again somehow even though it's before that time but whatever and he just like he knows half the dudes in there hydra or like or maybe all of them are so he just like leans over to one and he's just like hail hydra just so they're like oh Oh, Cap knows? Oh, cool. I guess he's cool then. We don't need to fight. Yeah, they're just like, all right, have a good one, dude. Have a great time, man. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that was that was so fucking funny. Like, Especially just the- looking back at Cap 2, I remember when everyone was saying that in the movie. Like, me and my friends, we were just so stupid. This is like I was still in school, but we were just like, oh, he, there's something on your chest that's a nice uh, hell hydra. And it was just so... It was like that it's... It's a stupid inside joke that's not really an inside joke, but you just treat it like an inside joke, even though everyone gets it. I know that makes no sense, but that's just kind of what it felt like. Um, but yeah, it was... That, that movie was overall a good time. There was I had my gripes with certain things, for sure. There was some stupid... There were parts I was just like, this is unnecessary. Um, but it, it, was, it was... It was a good finish if you have watched... 10 years worth yeah. of Marvel movies. As as much as I'm complaining about them fiddling with the rules of time travel, I did enjoy that it was basically an excuse for them to just like go to various cool moments in the Marvel universe and just like play around with them, like have Tony go back and see his father and like have a conversation with him. That was cool. Um seeing uh cap fight cap was like fucking insane <laughs> like I, yeah. I like i loved his the moment where like younger cap is like i could do this all day he's like yeah i know <laughs> like that was, that was so funny um, this is america's ass yeah so like that was all really fun i really liked that uh and also yeah scott lang this is fucking hilarious like Ant- I, ant-man is uh, he's honestly like the best. He's like, I, the best. I love there. after the whole like here are the rules to time travel like five minute conversation. All Scott gets out of it is like, wait. So then, Back to the Future is just a bunch of bullshit. So fucking good. Him and that, that so just good. fucking Lebowski Thor was great. And like I was literally having like a panic attack when he was like trying to figure out whether or not his daughter was still alive. And I was like, no, please, please don't kill her. She was so perfect in it. Yeah, she too. was. I was glad she was because I did her. I don't think her parents survived though. Like her stepdad. And we, her mom. we didn't see them, but I wasn't sure if they were clear on that. Yeah, they, they didn't really explain it all the way. But it was just a, it was very heartfelt, especially just knowing she probably will become one of the next generation heroes now because of her yeah. age as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Which honestly, I don't want to talk about it here just because it's something we could always talk about later of just like, oh, what can happen for phase four and what heroes can come through it just because I think that's its own thing. I would if love anything, to see we can make it like a we could make it to the the appetizer to the DC special. Yeah, I'd love actually, to see Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart replace Iron Man. They could do that. They could do it. Um, yeah, they could do it. I, I just wonder. I get, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna. Get, I was gonna like mention other characters, but I was like, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, like I like what I was actually saying really fast. DC special that we've been wanting to do forever for like all the DC movies 
well, we could just start off with a small thing from Marvel and then go into DC, but I actually have a date. I want to do it. So I actually got tickets, or I'm getting tickets now for sure, to San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so me and uh, one of my friends, uh, Brandon, we're going to go. And I think after that, because I feel like if there's going to be a next slew of DC movie announcement shit, it'll be there. So I think after that's the perfect time to record just a full special that we've been wanting to do on just all the DC movie statuses, like stuff that already came out, what's currently coming out soon that has actual dates, and then everything else, including stuff that was canceled, stuff that's just kind of lost, and stuff that we've just heard is announced, but nothing else new has come of it. Just like a status report on all that kind of stuff. But okay. I think... Uh, Vendor's Endgame. One, One last thing about Endgame. Like, one of the things I was so excited for was I was like almost certain they were going to do Professor Hulk because of the way they set up like Smart Hulk. in the last one that he, that he basically said like come on Hulk we got we got some shit that worked through and I was like oh my god in the next one we're going to get to see him like figure out how to basically like fuse his personas together and become like the perfect combination of all of them Professor Hulk I mean, that kind of was what he was, sort of. I he guess. was, but like that. But my problem with it isn't that they did it wrong; it's that they did it and they didn't show us how he did it. A lot he, happens in five years. <laughs> that's true. That's that's true. That like it had been like five years. I just wish that we had gotten to see a scene where Bruce was like figuring his shit out, like the when he the reveal that they did where he's like. They just go meet him in a diner. Like, that shit was hilarious. That was, but, oh, the kids were like, hey, and it's like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. It's like, that was funny, but I feel like that joke went on a little bit too long. Yeah, it was way too long. But at the same time, I was just like, ah, oh, cool. We do get Professor Hulk, but he doesn't really do much the whole movie. He's basically just br- green Mark Ruffalo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I got you. Overall, right. still really, really enjoyed uh, Endgame. Just yeah, it was, it was a good uh, not on the bowstring. Yeah, over the package of ten fucking years. Yeah. Okay, uh, what else have you watched? Uh, I watched John Wick three. Did you? Yes, I did. Let's talk about John Wick three. Like. <laughs> I think Second favorite movie of the year so far. I liked Endgame, but John Wick 3 was just so fucking crazy. I think my only complaint I can think about for that movie is that it didn't have much of a plot. It was just like... I mean, de- him killing people is the plot. Yeah, that's the thing. It was basically just like dealing with the ramifications of what he did, did in, in the, the last movie. movie. So if you didn't remember in the last movie that he like killed someone inside the like no killing zone in the hotel like you would be completely lost because it literally almost starts off i think it does start off like basically right after the last movie yep so it does which was really cool and like other than that one i guess minor nitpicky complaint that it doesn't add much to the plot it was an damn entertaining movie it really it was so so good and of course the choreography and just the style of combat 
once again, is just amazing. The things he... Just in the beginning, the stuff he does to kill people, like the first, like, I want to say, like, four, five deaths are just so well Did done. The fucking- we he we killed the dude with a book. Much... Well, actually, yeah, let's just fuck it. Yeah, he, yeah, he kills the guy with a book and, like, I think a pencil, too, right? I think so. I, th- I forget. Yeah. He was in the library, though. He killed a man with That's a book funny. in the library. That was the biggest thing. And that dude was huge. And, then, like, he, he takes, like, different pieces of old antique guns, puts them together to make them a very quick-shoot fucking revolver, and it's just it's just so good. The way it's all done and then there's like Dude, that, that a guy at a sushi so place funny. that's actually a big assassin he's got students and they all go after him too the one awesome thing at, oh also of course Halle Berry was really well well done she was Dude, great. I loved her attack dogs that that whole fucking oh her dogs are like, fucking amazing great. those are so good and then bronze in it I forget the actor's yeah. name but bronze <laughs> there and I just cracked up because he has an accent but it's not like his Game of Thrones accent yeah it was so like, it just was funny hearing what? him talk uh Oh, so for those that love John Wick, this is like when John Wick first came out. Came out, I described it, or as my friends and I described it as the raid with guns. And if you haven't seen the raid, this is what I feel like the raid was. This was based on the raid, basically John Wick, it, or at least it felt like it was. The raid is these. I believe it's Indonesian films. So far, there's two of them. I really. I'm surprised we haven't gotten a third one yet before a couple of the John Wick movies. It's like cops fighting. The first one's like cops fighting a apartment block that's run by a criminal gang. And it's then basically trapped also trying to survive, but also kill the guy in charge. And it's insane with the amount of choreography and just martial arts fighting. It's basically full like hand to hand combat. And it's insane what happens in it. Like you lose your shit with what occurs in this movie. And then the second one, just brings in multiple gangs and it's like the first part takes place in a prison and it gets like all over whatever city it's in but it's so amazing like these movies if you have not seen these movies go see these movies this year they are great james have you seen these movies they sound really familiar but i don't think I've ever go go, seen go them. see them they're, they're amazing they're so good that three of the characters the the, the protagonist a guy that plays like basically a bad guy in the first one and a sort of bad guy a different character in the second one and a guy who's also a main bad guy in the th- second one are the the th- uh, three of the gang guys in episode 7 Force Awakens when Han Solo's like uh confronted by two gangs at once it was the gang that didn't speak English it was like uh Kasu Leech or something <laughs> tell that to Kanja Club I've yeah, never Club, made a yeah. deal with Conja Club. Exactly. So, yeah, they're Conja Club. Those three guys are the three main faces you see in Conja Club. And oh, then those in... Two lines mixed up. Nice. But uh, in John Wick 3, that... Not the protagonist, but the other two I was talking about are in John Wick 3. There are these two guys that basically pull out knives before he fights the main bald antagonist guy. Um, James, you remember seeing them? Oh, he, he lets them yeah. live. Like they, they are the two only guys that live that fight him. And that. they are so like it was such a beautiful tribute because they even say they're like we're big fans, blah blah. And they're like talking about like basically like from the movie. Practically, it was like a weird, not fourth world breaking thing, but like it, you could tell if you if you watched 
the raid and John Wick, you understood completely what they were talking about. And that was probably my favorite part of the film was just that coming together and that fight and the fact that they live, which just makes me want them to come back because they did confirm already right when it hit theaters, right even before it hit theaters, John Wick 4, which if you finish 3, you, you see what he's basically going to do. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is like uh, John gets betrayed by the guys he was helping and now him and the Bowery King, which is Lawrence Fishburne's character, are basically going to go after the high table, it seems like. Which is like the all the different organizations, it's like all the the big war gang lord or warlord criminal leaders. Uh, it's the table of them. So he's going to go after all the main people specifically Neo and, and, Mor- and morpheus are gonna fight the system <laughs> exactly maybe they'll bring in um what's, what's her face uh trinity yeah uh, but what's oh carrie ann moss that's yeah yeah carrie ann moss uh which pretty the newest stuff she's really been seen in at least i've noticed is like uh, jessica I mean, jones and yeah certain she Marvel just stuff. finished jessica Cho- season three jessica jones Jones. Oh man, huh. I couldn't think of the last thing. I was just thinking beforehand. I was like, "How did you forget already?" But okay, uh, yeah. So that's coming out. I think they said like twenty twenty one or two. So it'll be a bit. We got some time before that. In that span of time, you could just watch Raid one and two like eight times. Go see those movies straight up. They're they are so fucking good. Just uh, pay attention because they have subtitles. If there if there's an English version, don't watch it. Watch it in the native language. It is so good. All right, but that's enough of that. Um, anything else before I get to mine? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Did you watch Detective Pikachu? I actually didn't. I missed that All right, one. I'll talk about that one later. All right, I'll talk about that after. All right, so most recently, I the other day watched the, the new movie that came to Netflix called I Am Mother. And the reason why I watched it was because the trailer had some really heavy Horizon Zero Dawn vibes to it. And watching the movie, like one, it's it's a really good movie. Like I liked it a lot. Uh, there this were, is the one uh, where the robot races that girl, right? Yeah, and okay. that was what I was so interested in. Was I was like, what's that all about? Like, there's a robot for some reason raising a human child, seemingly like post extinction of the uh, human race, and then like one day when the kid's like 16 or something like that, like another human shows up, and they're it's basically like this interesting intrigue of who's really telling the truth to her because clearly the robot's not being 100% truthful but you also get a lot of indications that the human that showed up also isn't being 100% truthful and maybe it's just like trying to preserve her own life or whatever by saying whatever she needs to so even to like the end of the movie I was actually still going like man like who the fuck is actually like the good guy here so it was interesting like there were a few things that i wish they'd explained more towards the end like i don't want to do spoilers too much and if you want to watch it but it's you played horizon zero dawn right i have not so don't spoil it for me oh really oh shit so okay so super not i haven't seen this either so it's like either like either way i'm probably i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch i am mother because it did i saw the trailer and it did look really interesting yeah, so it's a really intriguing movie. I really liked it. It's well acted, and like the whoever was the voice actress for Mother, the robot, was like really well done. 
Like, it was so close to, like, I, I think it was a human voice, but it had, like, a weird, unemotional tone to it most of the time. Like, it, it could do inflection to its voice, but it was still very clearly robot. I don't know. It was interesting. But basically, the the setting, I guess, for the movie was very similar to Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's, like, clearly post some sort of apocalypse of humankind, and you don't know, like, exactly what. And it was interesting, like, the whole time. I liked it. Okay. Uh, but I can't really say too much else without spoilers. Uh we're gonna get to Game of Thrones later on in its own special episode because good god there's a lot to talk about that yeah that's gonna be that's its own special guys that'll come after all the E3 stuff um, especially also by the time we're done with all this and all the E3 stuff is out James will be done with school or at least with this quarter so he'll be back in San yeah. Francisco and we can record on a more hopefully weekly basis we'll see what happens because it yeah. also depends on how busy I am too but Current anyway, plans yeah, are to be moved back in home next Thursday. Awesome. We'll see, though. Um, and then Hulu made their own, like, one of their own, um, I guess, exclusive shows that they made themselves. They adapted Catch-22 into a show. Do you ever hear about the... the it's a well-known book. Um, very Sounds familiar, but I... Don't I just think I know the name and that's it. Yeah, like it's interesting. I don't know if the phrase came before the book or if the book popularized the phrase. But the idea of a catch twenty two is it's like I don't even know exactly how to describe it, but it's like a contradictory set of events. So like the main. So I really liked the show. And it makes me actually want to read the book because a friend of mine that I made this quarter uh, in one of my classes, she actually said she really likes the book because, well, for various reasons, but she was like, I can't believe they actually made it into a show because there are just so many things that the way it's written that make it so good. I don't know how they make that a show. But, like, for me, what I enjoyed was that it's it's takes place in World War One. Oh. Uh, the main character is an American air uh, airplane. He's a bombardier. And he's like something Usarian is his name. Basically, he really didn't want to go to war in the first place. He was just drafted. He had no choice. So like the, and the reason why he chose air, uh, airplane bombardier was because he knew that required the most training so he was hoping that by the time he was done with training the war would be over but he was wrong and he ended up completing his training getting shipped off to war and like apparently being a bombardier pilot is like one of the most lethal occupations in the war because you're basically like you are one of the first like lines that goes in and tries to like mow down some of the enemy forces by just like carpet bombing their uh, encampments and stuff like that so they're constantly going up against flak cannons and shit like that and like literally people are dying constantly 
and um, like it's even supposed to be a thing where like you're only supposed to do a certain amount of missions and then you get to go home and the problem is at least for the show and I guess the book everyone that's doing this is basically like already insane like you'd have to be insane to do this and the main character is trying to constantly find some way to get sent back home and like basically the doctor that keeps like he keeps talking to is like well i could send you home if you were crazy it's like okay then call me crazy send me send me home he's like well i can't do that because clearly you're sane it's like well how do you know that like well because you like basically this is what the first catch 22 is that he comes across is like i could i could send you home if you were insane but if you tell me you're insane then i can't call you insane and send you home because if you are telling me you're sane you're showing a uh like you're you are trying to preserve your own life which is a rational thought so you can't be insane but you'd have to be insane to want to keep flying these planes so like i basically it's like i really ironic that the only way for him to get sent home is to be actually insane and he wouldn't want to be sent home anymore because he would be insane. So it's interesting. It's really well written. It's really funny. And basically it has this really interesting mix of like funny shit happening and like really gruesome horrors of a war. Like they do a really good job of showing like how fucked up these like people get in the head because it's just so, so brutal. So I really liked that show. Okay. Uh, I got a few other things. So I watched the new season of Black Mirror that came out the other day. There's only like a, th- a few episodes. And honestly, I don't know. Like the this new season didn't really stick with me like the last few uh, seasons. Like I, I really like Black Mirror. It, it usually has some really interesting, thought-provoking uh, concepts that it deals with. But honestly, this season, all three episodes were kind of like meh. Like, the, the one really f- interesting one was, like, the first one, I think, that involved a video game that was basically, like, a VR thing that was so real that, like, the two characters in the episode were literally using the in-game characters to basically just, like, fuck each other online. Huh. And, I, and literally the whole time I was like, who would program the character models to be anatomically correct? And, like, I wonder what game creator is, like, making... It was a fighting game, too. They basically just, like... They were supposed to be playing a fighting game, and then they just, like, ended up fucking or whatever. And I was just like, who... Is someone proud that they made a game so realistic that you don't have to play it at all? You could just, like, screw each other? <laughs> but whatever. And I also just found it really funny that the the game system that they tried to show off playing the game was like clearly a mix of all like it was a switch and a playstation and an xbox what (laughs) because like granted they didn't show the console itself but like when the guy was like playing his game first off he he was initially playing when he before he got into like this fighting game he was playing tetris effect which is a PlayStation game, and he was clearly holding, like, a PlayStation controller, but they put, like, a little sticker around the uh, 
uh, the light bar to make it look a little bit different. Oh, uh, okay. And and then when his friend was like, hey, why don't you like play that game that I uh, gave you earlier? We could play together. Like, we could play online. And he's like, okay. He takes the game box out, opens it up, and it's a Switch card. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, well, what do I do? It's like, oh, you just put the game uh, like into the like system or whatever. And he like he slides it into the controller. And I was like, okay. Oh, also, and like the reason why I say it's also part Xbox is that the game like system notifications were very clearly made to look like the Xbox like bl- circle blinking. So they just had a, they had like a good that. time with it. So I just thought it was so funny that it was like. That's very clever. Instead of trying to go with like one system or or the other, you just like made an amalgamation of all three. That, that was super funny. Nice. Um. So I watched another documentary, but that's like kind of similar to the last one I watched. But like this one was narrated by Will Smith. I was and I didn't even realize that before I started watching it. I was just like, wait, fucking Will Smith. In a documentary? Did it, did it start it, it, out with, now this is a story all about how, and then it gets into the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So it's called One Strange Rock. And the interesting thing about that was that the focus was mostly on, they got like a bunch of astronauts that have actually spent time in the International Space Station to talk about their time and like what they've seen, like observing Earth from space. And I just thought it was really interesting that they're like, like one of them was literally like, you can literally see a dust storm kick up in Africa and actually blow all the way across the ocean and land in South America to fertilize the Amazon forest, the Amazon rainforest. And I was like, that's fucking insane. That like you could literally from space see our ecosystems are connected like that. Huh? Like that's some cool shit. Yeah. Plus, they they had some like really beautiful shots in that. Although I'll I'll say that like some shots went on for way too long just because they were like, look how beautiful everything is. Um. And like, so Agents of Shield came back, and it's been like, <laughs> oh, it's been really good, but also really fucking weird, because like Coulson died in the last season. But now they just like figured out a way to bring the character, the actor back, playing I think him from another universe. Like the the villains for this season seem to be some weird dimension hopping characters, and I like it's like a few episodes into the season I still don't know what the fuck is happening. But at the same time, there was like a weird gruesome death in the last episode that I was literally like, how is this on? fucking and like abc abc or whatever yeah. or whatever abc it's, on. it's abc I, I was just like how is this on abc this is like fucking gruesome basically like mm. a, a guy kind of got invaded by a weird bat creature and then almost exploded when a bunch of crystals like started bursting out from inside him you mean that hasn't happened to you dude no, not not myself currently, no. Okay. <laughs> um Oh yeah, so I watched The Terror. Oh, you finally watched it? Yeah, it came to uh uh to Hulu and I was like, "Oh shit, Copperman watched that last year. He said it was really good." I really liked it. Yeah. It was it's it's pretty fucking great. Like honestly, one of my few complaints is that like as much as I like the supernatural stuff that they put into it, 
I feel like the, the show could have done without it entirely. I mean, if they really wanted to, it just, it did, it did add a lot of, because when you first see it, you're just like, oh, it's a fucking polar bear. Everyone's been killed by a polar bear. I guess they've never seen one before. And then it just turns into something completely different. And you're like, it, oh, holy shit. No, this thing eats souls. Yeah. So no, was, it, it was, was really cool. I liked it. It was really, really well acted. Very dramatic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, clearly, like, I got a lot of stuff, so I'm trying not to spend too much time on everything. Good, good, yeah, because we're, we're getting, cl- yeah. we're already at an hour and a half, pretty much. Well, actually, it, it should cut down a little bit after that dumb video gap portion, but it's okay. Keep going. So, um, and then the third season of Preacher got put on Hulu, and goddamn, that show is, like, so funny. It's so good. It's just, like, again, like, I, I don't know, this is a common praise that i've been saying tonight but like just again it's just very well acted a very strange world that they've set up in this like i mean granted i know it's based on a comic and the comic itself is also super weird but i don't know it's like really hard to tell how much of like stuff is supposed to be kept secret or or whatever i don't know it's fucking weird because like, like the main bad guys are trying to basically take over the world by creating a messiah and making everyone want to follow him. And their initial plan was apparently like the very inbred actual descendant of Jesus. So he was basically had like a bunch of mental problems. He was not a fit leader, but nice. Yeah. I think in the comics they call him Humperdoo because that's all he can say and he likes to hump things yeah it's this is not a very pc show or it's very movie godly of him or or comic um i don't know so like there's weird shit like that where like that's all kept secret that like god and, and angels and everything like that's all like actually real most people don't know that but at the same time it seems to be pretty common for people to like trade bits of their souls for money and stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know that's just weird but fun show the only problem is like this whole last season felt like an entire detour from the main plot because i just felt like filler yeah because like basically the the main goal that jesse has had the entire show is just like well, I have this power that's basically like the voice of God. I can make anyone do whatever I want them to. And what he wants to know is like, where did God go? And he's going to force God once he finds him to like answer him. Like where, where has he been? And what, why isn't he like making sure shit's not going haywire on earth? Probably Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And so the last season ended with one of the main characters dying and like she refused to have like the vampire person in their group like turn her because she was like i'd rather die uh and so jesse was like okay jesse being the guy with the voice of god he's like i'll just take her to my crazy ass like voodoo witch grandma who can apparently like bring the dead back to life and the price for that was basically like jesse had to make a deal with her and basically be her like errand boy 
from now on. And so the whole season was just like trying to figure out how to get Jesse out of that arrangement. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. So it ended off with Jesse gets his power back and basically kills his grandma and is like, okay, now I can go. And we're back on the road to figure out where the fuck God went. So, oh, so it's like that Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Remember watching Yu-Gi-Oh and they were doing Kaiba's duel tournament with the duel discs? Yeah. And then and there's like an entire facing, season that didn't They're in like matter. a game or some bullshit. I forget. It was some imaginary world. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, that was right. fucking weird. That's Any see. is that all of it? I uh we're past an hour and a half. So they put DC put the first episode of Doom Patrol on Hulu. I watched that. And I actually really liked it. Uh, not Hulu, sorry. They put it on YouTube. And like did you have you watched Doom Patrol? I watched the first episode. It's really fucking good. Um My friend Brandon has watched it and he says it's amazing. I'm going to I just I'm gonna get DC Universe. Like I'm not, not gonna get it. Like I'm getting it for sure. I just don't know when. Um I'm honestly probably gonna say I'll get it within the next month or so because I'll watch Titans Doom Patrol and Young Justice and Swamp Thing we'll talk about soon. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, like I just I mean I wasn't a huge fan of the villain guy being the like funny narrator the whole show. I didn't like whole, that. I love that. I that thought was it was great. weird. Like I, I thought it was weird that they had the narrator constantly saying how like like uninteresting or, or like how bad the main characters are or whatever or how much of a losers they are or well, i mean he's like a, he's basically he's dimensional pretty much at that point and i was also like really unclear like maybe i think it's just because i don't know who that character is but i was like what's going on with this dude like well can, doom patrol dude it's okay doom patrols can be very if you watch the whole thing i haven't watched it but i already know like if you watch it it's gonna be really really fucking weird like it's gonna be from what i've heard it is the weirdest superhero show you'll have ever seen it is also gonna be the best superhero show on television whatsoever uh it's apparently better than the like daredevil and punisher which hard to believe uh which those to me right now are the best television comic book shows that are live action it it's just bizarre like uh the best run of it or at least one of the most famous runs of doom patrol is actually done by grant morrison who is a very crazy writer like if you ever read batman r.i.p or final crisis you gotta read that shit like three times to understand it like this is that kind of shit yeah like i um so what i really appreciated or liked about doom patrol the the first episode was like i actually really liked the individual characters like the 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 way that they make each person kind of, that's living in the house have like their own little tragic story, I mean, they didn't really go too much into what's wrong with Jane, but like, oh god damn it, yeah, right, cool. So like I said, keep talking, otherwise we're just gonna be here forever. Yeah, sorry. So. Jane, they didn't really talk about much. She she showed up at the, towards the end of the episode. Most of the episode followed Robot Man's like origins, sort of, or like how he became a robot man. 
and I was like really sad, honestly. Yeah. The like, I mean, I also wasn't a huge fan of them faking out his backstory like three times in one episode, where it was like, "You died in a crash. Your family doesn't know you're dead." Psyched, or psych, you didn't die in that crash. You died in another crash, and like your whole family is dead. Psych, you're not. Your whole family is dead. Your daughter's still alive. I just never told you. Oh, I loved it. It's just there's. I I loved that because it just puts so many fucking layers into it. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was too many. Like, if they had spread those out over like the season, maybe that would have been fine. Or or I don't think. I think. I I mean, like I said, I haven't watched it, but I think how the season will go, you you won't have room for that. (laughs) I don't know. I think if they had left his his daughter being alive to a later reveal, that would have been more impactful. Hmm. Like if, like what if, at some point while they're like trying to fix something or like do hero stuff he like somehow runs into her and like figures out it's her but she obviously doesn't know it's him uh because he's a robot man and like having him realize like wait what the fuck my daughter is alive like that would have been interesting but i don't know uh and then oh god the negative man Like, uh, d- uh, what was the guy wrapped up in bandages? What was his name again? Uh, Negative Man. It is Negative Man. Okay. So, him, I thought he was interesting, too. Like, he also seems like, does he just live for a very long time? Yeah. Because C- he... Like, with, seemed- the, with what happened to him, he is... Uh, a lot of them, because of what happened to them, they have a longer lifespan. Like, this, this show takes place over decades. Yeah. Or at least All- that one episode does. And then, like, I mean, they didn't really make her that, like, vi- much of a victim, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they were doing with the the actress lady, but they seemed to try to make her, like, racist, or at least, like, scared of black people, and I was just like, that's weird. What's that about? I mean, I get, I think, she is, is it just the time that she's supposed to be from? I don't... I mean, she's from the, like, if I remember correctly, it was the 20s. That's but what it looked like. If it was, I don't remember getting that vibe. Well, because, like, be- when they were in, when they were filming, she specifically had a problem with, like, the black dude being on uh, on set or whatever. Like, it made it, made it hard for her to focus? Or was it that the, no, was it that he was just missing an arm? I'm pretty... It was either that or... It might have been that. I don't... I think it was that because it's like he wasn't perfect. Mm. Uh, he wasn't maybe all the that's there. Because, I mean, like, like... Remember when she's in the diner? Yeah, that was the other thing. The black like, I thought she acted like she was being, like, weird and nervous around the black lady until the, she was like, oh, I was a huge fan of that lady that you look exactly like but you couldn't possibly be. I don't know, I could be completely wrong. Anyway. I don't know. Me, me too. I don't know. Maybe I was just, like, picking up on shit that I I thought was weird. Yeah. I'm going to watch the first episode again, just because by the time I get to it, I'd rather watch everything closer together. Right. Uh, but other than that, like, the fact... That I kind of like the idea that she spent her whole life priding herself on being, like, 
physically perfect and stuff like that. And then she gets basically, I don't even know what happened to her, but she seems like she gets like cursed or whatever to become like a weird blob monster thing. Like she's basically a clay face. Uh, she, her name is Alasta woman. Uh, okay. So it's just interesting that like, I liked that all the characters had some tragic thing happen to them. And like, that's why they're all like hiding away in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see anything else. Um, I guess like the one last thing is that the other day when I was just like not in the mood for anything in particular, I was scrolling through Hulu and I ran into Borat and dude, that movie, I mean, it's not PC. I thought you watched that already. You didn't I did. watch that? I did. Oh. But holy shit, dude, it's still funny. It's still um, so yeah, funny. Yeah. It's it's from the P PC trend. Yeah, well, this is the thing is like it's it's very there are a lot of things in it that it's like I don't know if that could fly nowadays, but it's just like super funny seeing Sasha Baron Cohen like Bro, nothing in those movies fly nowadays. <laughs> yeah, dude, they didn't even fly then. Like it's just he's such a good like he's so good at the type of humor that's like you are it's funny because what the dude is doing is like a terrible thing but he's not acting like it's terrible like i don't know it's like there's something weird about that it's like it makes me laugh like so hard like he i think sasha baron cohen's like a fucking co- a comical genius no but, yeah he's great but yeah that's it on my list finally okay oh except for sorry probably the one last thing that you also have <laughs> i think you should leave oh yeah oh my god okay yes i forgot all right Th- that will that works okay yeah we both watched that that's a new show on netflix it's like six episodes they're like 15 minutes each yeah. super easy to watch altogether it's what like uh hour and a half i guess something like that i, yeah, it's I not don't too bad. know if i've watched all of them yet but i've I watched a bunch of it okay it's it I'll just go through it shortly it basically i forget the guy's name but they all feature this specific guy so he's basically in every single sketch except for like one or two throughout like the entire series um i'll i'll put it this way at least for me two third it's it was like uh it's like if netflix got their own snl with these sketches that could they they're since it's on netflix you could do a little bit more shit like more profanity more just uh crude shit going on um two-thirds of it i would say wasn't really funny it was just kind of like okay all right um it was it was very whatever and the guy that's in all of them he almost for a i would say like 80 percent of them he plays like the exact same character so that's why it also just kind of gets it, it, it gets really old really fast but that being said there's a third of this show that's just so fucking stupid but it's so it's so funny. It is Dude. hilarious. I was dying. I couldn't. The two specific that we could both talk. Do you remember the one with the dude with the ha- he didn't have hair and he's just like making weird sounds and like a movement at the office and like the other guy's balding. He's wearing like a toupee. It's like the one with the uh oh, the balding toupee yeah. and he's just like <laughs> and it's, it's like. <laughs> 
It's like, oh man, he's so comfortable in his body. I wish I could be like that. And it's he's just he's just making these stupid sounds and acting like this fucking weird idiot guy. It didn't make any sense. He's just like, I can't. Like, I, I wish if, to, if we did a video cool of it, guy or something. I guess, but it wasn't cool. It was just it it was just stupid. It was yeah. just completely stupid. And all right, just if you have Netflix, just watch this show. It's literally they're fifteen minute sh- episodes. There's some really shitty ones, but then when you get the good ones, they're fucking hilarious. Like they're, Dude. I was dying. I was dying so hard. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard because like it was not a long sketch, but like the very first one. Where, oh, like, the 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 one eight hundred one. No, the door. Oh, the, that the one eight hundred one was pretty funny. Wait, which but, one was the the, the, the door? Like, was the... it literally? It's like the guy, like some guy. Like the the main character guy or not not main character the main actor guy that's in like all the sketches he's in like a job interview at like some cafe or something with, with someone and they oh fin- and they finish the interview and he like watch, he's like great I I can't wait to work for, uh, with you or whatever and so he like gets up to leave and he like pulls on the door and it like doesn't open because it's like a a push to open door and the the guy who was interviewing him was like. Oh, I see you pulled. Like, it's like, I don't know. I think he was trying to, like, be helpful or whatever. And the guy, like, refuses to admit that he made a mistake or whatever. And he's just like, no, this door goes both ways. I was here yesterday. It totally works. (laughs) And he's like, okay. And he puts, like, all his strength into, like, ripping the door open. He fucking breaks the door. (laughs) He, like, breaks the door. (laughs) <laughs> just to prove to the guy that like yeah i wasn't making a mistake oh my god it was, and like the whole sketch is like two minutes long it, it, it's it, on, okay it's also positioned really well honestly if they did this at any other point because it's kind of this that's the, the same character he has throughout the series it wouldn't have worked but because it's the first time you deal with this it's it's so funny <laughs> And then the the other like we're we're not gonna talk about the rest, but it's just just this one. There was so there was one that was also really stupid, but I I was just dying. It was so it was so dumb. The the, the same guy he has on a on his car like a bumper sticker that just that that stupid one that's like honk if you're horny, and like maybe you know, maybe every now and again do a honk, and you're just like hey hey hey, and that's it. But he had it. And this dude drives by and he's like, Oh, that's me! Yeah. <laughs> he starts honking and he's just like, oh. <laughs> he's making He like these follows ones. him home. He, follows, he just makes all these stupid sounds. And he's this guy's just like losing his shit and you're like, what, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And he's just like, I'm just so horny. <laughs> he like, just tracks like, him down to a funeral. We don't, all right, we have to go through the whole thing. They just have to. They should just watch it. Just watch yeah, it. Yeah, just watch. Because uh, watch we, the show. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's oh, like God. not all of it, but like the parts that are funny are like yeah. Some of them are hilarious. just really long and stupid. Uh, the <laughs> I'm just gonna say there's an episode. I don't know if you got to it, James, but there's just an episode. You find some Garfield related things. No, you I get don't think I've to that. Oh one my god, dude, that's it's it's one that's actually it, that one is hit or miss. But if you pay attention to like the beginning and it, it it pays off later on, you're like, oh oh my god. But that that shit that shit. There's like a River Riverdale one. 
that makes fun of Riverdale, and it also has like an ad for uh, a shirt pulling device. Oh, but, I did see that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So the, the it's just so fun. It's great. It's great. But okay, that's it. That's it for that. That's it for that. I have to. I probably clipped actually with half the shit in here. So I'm like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe I'll just edit this part. Yeah, I kind of okay. laughed like directly into my microphone. Yeah, I, I kind of leaned forward it. and was like dying for a second. But okay. Ah. <sighs> My turn, really fast. Uh, I watched Detective Pikachu in theaters. I I fell asleep, uh, and I re- yeah, I actually did. I fell asleep. I it wasn't the movie's fault. I want to say I think I was just really exhausted, and it just so happened that it was the movie I fell asleep in, mm. which I at first was not interested in seeing this movie. If you remember correctly, when the trailers first came out, it wasn't until later that it looked more interesting to me that I wanted to see it. It's actually really well done. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. The 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 story, it's very much a detective story with Pikachu and this kid. And they 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 bring up like things like Pokemon training and battles and everything else. There's really good development with the characters, I want to say like they they really make you want to see another one because Ryan Reynolds does a really good job with Pikachu, which I was very pleased with, especially since it just would have been... Fu- it's really... I, it's really good then that they didn't do Danny DeVito, because the more heartfelt moments, you wouldn't have probably felt more heartfelt, because it would have been like, hey, I'm Pikachu, and you, it just wouldn't have worked. I, th- I still would love to see that cut, because that's a that's a that's just, just drink and watch that one. That would be perfect. Um, but overall, honestly, it was... It was a very solid movie. Uh, it wasn't an okay, it was actually good. It was legitimately a good movie, and I was very happy that it was. Especially for someone that wasn't really into Pokemon anymore. Like, I, I did go here and then. Or, I, I'm, I've been on and off of Pokemon Go, and that's about it. I still haven't opened, like, a co- I, I got, like, Let's Go Pikachu and shit, but... Um, yeah, really well done. The only disappointment was we did want to get the cards and we didn't we should have gone the opening weekend when it was available we didn't know that so we're like oh shit i just want i just wanted the charizard card personally i didn't even know they were doing a card giveaway yeah they were doing they were doing the cards again which oh that was actually like oh god it's bringing the memories back those bastards they got me good this time uh it's also if you if you were into the original generation you get some good you get some good callbacks a little bit there uh some are more subtle than others, but they're they're enjoyable. Okay, that, that was that. Um, talk John Wick and Avengers. I have one more. I'm going to save it for last. I'm just trying to see if there was anything else. Oh, I finally finished Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, the second series in the Gundam, uh, basically Gundam franchise. Uh, that was like also that was like an early 80s anime it was like 50 episodes it's very aged as i said in previous podcast episodes when i first started watching it but it overall like the the message it sends in the plot are really really good and (laughs) it's it still has those weird pauses or like just explanations of people being like hey, what's your problem? And it's like, I'm leaving, fuck you, and he just runs away or something like that. Those things always happen in the first two series, and they're just, they're very satisfying in the, in the, 
in a wrong way because you're just like this these, these parts are bad but that's kind of why i like it a little bit um i started a new thing where i'm trying to alternate now so i don't stick into one thing too much i'm just gonna like go from like oh yeah i'll watch an hbo series and then jump onto an anime and then jump on a netflix and then that's when i'm like get to dc universe and stuff and just kind of hopscotch from one series to the other and just keep taking turns with them that way i don't stick on one too much but it if you haven't really gotten into anime or you're maybe more into military type stuff uh mobile suit gundam's a really really good series to get into uh if you're if you can't take old stuff i would just say start with something like unicorn because that's just really really fun or the remakes maybe but if if you just want to go into old style animation these are really great uh for what they for what they give you and then uh i think that is it for those um finished like cw stuff for like legends of tomorrow and riverdale they were fine uh, not too much to talk about those and then of course I'll, I'll just say it now yeah it's time so godzilla king of monsters uh, opening so opening night premiere 4 p.m imax it was i want to see it so bad when i get home i urge absolutely everybody please oh please oh please go watch this movie it is purely amazing uh with human all right it, i'll say this the people like this is like every other Godzilla movie the human characters are not the strong suits of the movie they're probably the weak points of the movie that I will my only complaint was that some of their dialogue was so over explanative over expletive where they were kind of spoon feeding the audience kind of treating the audience like they were dumb with the plot which that was the only annoyance other than that oh they would, you mean yeah. like exposition yeah, they did really just really overly simple exposition exposition, ex, uh, exposition that they would just overly explain to you, and it was just mm. really annoying. But besides that, it wasn't... Alright, sorry. It wasn't annoying to where it was really noticeable, but it, if you saw it, then you saw it. And you're just kind of like, okay. But the other shit they say is just so wacky, I'm like, I didn't think they would actually say that. But okay, it's, it's kind of funny. But certain aspects of, like, the family stuff and some of the stuff that they do with Ken Watanabe are really good. My only complaint, though, is just you could always have more Ken Watanabe. But then you get to the monsters, which is what you go to watch this movie. This movie's about the monsters. That's the point. The monsters are so glorious. They are amazing. The things you see with them are so good the cinema the 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 graphics the cinema style of the like the cinematography like the they're just so well done the audio is amazing all the sound effects of the monsters they're just so good so so good just go watch this movie honestly it is worth your time it is probably the best fighting you're gonna see throughout the entire year besides maybe like john wick 3 but that's completely different. Godzilla is so awesome. Ghidorah is awesome. Rodan and Mothra are really cool. Like, they're just so good. I'm also trying not to say too much because James hasn't set, seen it yet. Yeah, And I'm, I'm probably going to see it. I'm going to honestly probably see it like two or three more times in theaters 
for sure when I get the chance. But please go support this movie just because personally, I just want to see it get more love because th this movie means a lot to me and it was it was a really great time. But okay, enough of that. We got some movie news and TV news to talk about really fast and then we will end this episode and get to the other shit we got to talk about still. Alright, uh, first up in DC news, we got a couple pieces really fast. Uh, the New Gods movie that's being directed by Ava DuVernay who uh, did uh, what's that movie? Uh, that Disney movie? Wrinkle in Time. She did that and a couple other things. Uh, she's basically the stuff she's done is weird, so this is kind of perfect for New Gods because that it's the fourth world stuff is really crazy. Uh, the script is going to be co-written by her and then Tom King, which is really really cool because Tom King is right now the current flagship writer on Batman. He has been writing Batman since Rebirth number one, so his whole thing was like he was doing a hundred issues of Batman a whole run. And now it turned to like 85. There's a whole thing behind it. But um, he's doing that. He also did a 12-issue maxi-series on Mr. Miracle. And Mr. Miracle is one of the new gods. And it was actually like the best comic of the year. It was so amazingly done. And Tom King is an amazing writer. So having him get to do just the new gods in general as a film with her that's going to be a good time. Like, I, it makes me very, very confident that this movie can be a really, really well done movie if done correctly. Okay, that sounds kind of redundant. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully we'll get more news as it comes. And one thing I do want to say about this is it's kind of like the issues I had with Thanos, where you kind of get them in Infinity War and then you don't really get them in Endgame and that's it. You get teases of them, but that's all. And I... He, as a villain, he was very okay. He didn't, he didn't do much for me. Whereas New Gods with this, like, you got Steppenwolf, which was fine. It was, it was very mediocre in Justice League. But he is the first of the New Gods you see. What I wanted, if you really want to make a really good overarching villain for a whole universe of films, not just, like, a single film, like, you have to actually give... You have to make people relate to them. You have to make them more relevant and give them pretty much their own title. The New Gods movie gives that chance for, like, dark side, but also really strengthens the New Gods themselves, so when they appear with the other DC characters, there's a lot more connection with them and a lot more world-building and history that's already there that you can look at without having to be like, oh, what's happening right now? Why are there donut chips and fucking Squidward and shit? Like, uh, remind me again the... The gods from Apocalypse, are they also called gods? Yeah, so the new gods are the gods of Apocalypse and the gods of uh, New Genesis. Right, right, right. And, like, the good ones are, like, basically, the new, the good ones are supposed to be New Genesis, and the bad ones are Apocalypse, and they have, like, a crazy war, and then, like, a treaty, and then Earth gets involved, and all this shit, and they start fighting over Earth. So it's this really crazy thing, and there's so many cool characters, like Mr. Miracle, honestly. Like, that, that could be one of the main characters in this movie, probably. If, if Tom King's doing it, there's a good chance he's going to get a lot of screen time. And characters like Big Barda, uh, High Father, Darkseid, Calabac, Granny Goodness, they have to do... If they honestly... Just do Meryl Streep as Granny Goodness, and you're fucking golden. That is... That's all I want. 
Or at least just give me Granny Goodness in general. Just make sure she happens. That it would just be perfect. That is so perfect. But okay. After that, we have one other piece of DC news. Which is already controversial to some people. We have a new Batman. And I believe it is actually official now. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Robert Pattinson. Uh, you may know him as Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter. Or as the vampire guy from Twilight. I didn't watch it, so I don't really... You know. Uh, so... He's done those. And he's done a lot of other movies that I don't really know about because I never watched them. But point is, he is going to be Bruce Wayne in Matt Reeves... I think it's Matt Reeves. Yeah. His new uh, Batman movie, which apparently now is going to be a trilogy. And the first one is rumored to have Penguin and Catwoman in it. And potentially also the Riddler as sort of like the villains and whatnot. And the whole thing with that movie is it's going to be like noir detective. It's like a more of a detective movie than anything and possibly set in the 1990s, which is why he's younger. And kind of also makes it a little bit easier for the transition from Ben Affleck having it to him. Yeah. So, people are having issues because it's the vampire kid from Twilight, basically. And since I've only seen him with Cedric Diggory, I can't really say too much, but I would just say, because these are probably the same people that bitched about Heath Ledger being Joker. These are probably the same bi- people that bitched about Tom Hardy being Bane or uh, Anne Hathaway being Catwoman. And look how all of these turned out. Like, they were all great. So, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna join that train. I would rather go watch, I'm gonna go watch them, and I urge others to probably go watch his other films, and just see how they are. I'm not talking about Twilight, because yeah. what you don't know is he, what? I think that's the main problem, is that people heard Robert Pattinson, and immediately were just like, uh, the Twilight guy? Like, you want Pretty Boy to be fucking Batman? It's like... Well, he's done shit other than Twilight, and he's not, like, a bad actor. Twilight was just a bad <laughs> script. Yeah. So I'd urge I'd urge everyone to go watch the other movies he's done. He's done more of, like, indie stuff, actually, I believe. And who knows? He could he could impress. I, I have honestly no idea. That's why I can't say if I'm positive or negative about it, because I don't, I don't, I don't really know what he's done. I've never watched anything, which is why I'm going to watch it now. And I, I believe they're going to start filming soon, if I heard correctly. Uh, I'm not too sure when, but I believe it's going to be one of the more upcoming movies. Uh, probably within the next couple years or so. Uh, it'll be after, like, uh, Wonder Woman 2 and Joker and Which we some just got a new super colorful uh, poster for. Yeah, oh yeah, th- th- we'll talk about that really fast. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 got a awesome 80s-looking poster with some interesting armor. Like, it looks, it looks really cool. It's very... It, it, the colors and everything in it, just... It's very 80s, which makes me very excited for this. Like, this, this is going to be a good time. Basically, it comes out in a year. June 5th, 2020. So, less... Actually, now less than a year away. So, that's something we get to look forward to next summer. That's a good kickoff. But I believe that is it for D. Oh, one last DC piece, actually. We haven't watched it yet, but uh, after the first episode, Swamp Thing has already been canceled. I think it's going to release. It already released the second episode, or it's going to. So we'll have, I guess, two episodes of the show, and then it's over. I heard 
it ranged anything. I, I believe the most likely thing was like creative differences with the people creating it, and they're like, uh, I don't know what happened exactly. I want to kind of watch those episodes when I get DC, and then uh, just, just look into it more because honestly, that was probably besides Young Justice my most anticipated show to watch on it because Swamp Thing is actually one of my he's one of my actually more liked DC characters and he's he just has a lot of history in the comics just from like Alan Moore did so many volumes on him it's insane and Alan Moore is like one of the more famous people uh, for those that don't know he did stuff like uh, V for Vendetta and Watchmen and stuff like that so to hear that show be cancelled is very disheartening not to dc universe as an app but just kind of it's i don't know it's just it's it's very unfortunate for because it's just something i really wanted to see yeah i was really excited for it like there there's not a whole lot on dc universe that or the app that makes me want to pay for like a monthly subscription like i said earlier that i was actually surprised by how much i like doom patrol and i might actually like once the full season's out give it like a month to watch that or whatever it, but I, I was also, like, really interested in Swamp Thing, because I, like, I've never really read the comics, but I only ever hear, like, really good things about it. And, like, the first episode got really good reviews. And also, like, the first trailer that came out showed some, like, really cool-looking, like, physical prop work and stuff like that. And, like, the, the Swamp Thing costume, like, they didn't make a CG monster that looked fucking dumb. They made an actual suit that looks good, that looks like the Swamp Thing. And I was just like, oh my god, they're actually putting like a like a lot of quality into this. And it ended up just like, I, I just see, I can't believe that it basically got canceled after like the first episode. That's insane. Yeah. Granted, I, it sounds more like, like you were saying, that there were a bunch of creative dif- uh, differences between like the people writing it or, or whatever and like the people running the show. We, I don't know exactly what happened either, but it sounds like they basically they made the season and then before they even put the season up, they knew that they didn't want to do another one because of all the issues they ran into. So it's not that like, oh no, no one liked the first episode cancel the show it was like they already knew that they weren't going to do another one it's just one season yeah which is unfortunate it's something i hope they put out the rest of the season i'm not sure if they, i, I if think it was they will filmed like i just another thing i heard was like they initially were going to do 13 episodes but they ended up cutting it down to 10 to 10 yeah but i i would be surprised if they didn't put that out just to like because like why not yeah i hope they i hope they put out all 10 that'd be preferred yeah. for sure okay actually one last one more dc news it was actually from yesterday which is why i didn't see it at first uh the black adam movie starting starring uh dwayne the rock johnson uh for those that don't know he's like a anti-hero slash villain depends on i guess the iteration of captain marvel aka shazam uh apparently via the uh, Variety, or via the Observer, Variety reports that uh, filmmaker John Collette Sarah uh, directing that new movie, The Shallows, with the alligators. Or no, that's the one with the shark. Yeah, the one with the shark. Uh, he 
actually, I think it's a he. I, I'm sorry, I really don't know who this person is. Uh, and then uh, is going to be directing the spinoff, basically Black Adam. He might be directing Black Adam. That's all the news we have on that. That That's it. I just want to throw that in there really fast. But okay. Uh, and then one last piece of news. This is not DC-related. It's uh, actually gaming-related. We have a actual release date for Uncharted. So, it's coming out December 18th, 2020, next year. Really? Yep, apparently. Uh, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter. This being the Tom Holland one. Yep. Which, uh, the PlayStation Studios, I believe that's what they're calling it, uh, or Movie Studios or something. I tweeted about it, if you look at the past Future Side Talk tweets recently. Uh, they started their own... Uh, filming studio for uh, movies and TV shows, starting with a Twisted Metal uh, TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they were talking about uh, Uncharted being an advanced development, so that's probably what they were talking about. So now we're going to get it next year, which is great, because that is one more movie out of development hell, and one more specifically video game movie out of development hell, Leaving the other longest one besides Uncharted, which is, of course, Halo. Uh, Remember yeah. when Mark Wahlberg was going to be Drake? Dude, I didn't like that. No one liked that. Everyone did. No one. I don't think there was one person well, that liked that. I love at the time people were like, no, why wouldn't you just do Nathan Fillion? That is clearly who Drake was like, basically, not exactly modeled after or like, but like Nathan Fillion has a lot of. Or at least a lot of characters that Nathan Fillion yeah. has played are very like Drake. And like I think at the time Sony put out a, a statement saying like, oh, well, the reason why we didn't he's reach out to old. Nathan Fillion was because he's too old. Yeah. And people were like, he's like two years older than Mark Wahlberg. What the fuck are you talking about? I also <laughs> didn't want Mark Wahlberg. So it's kind of, I just want, I yeah. want any of these people. And now they're like, like well, fine. Now we're going to go with Tom Holland, who's even younger. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly, if it, it's a young Drake story, I'm fine with that because then it's something different than the games. That too, like if they brand decide new. to like not even have it cover any of the Drakes, or, uh, any of the Uncharted games, and just have a young Drake, like they did, like a young Indiana Jones show, like that'd be. I'd really be interested in that. Yeah. All right, that's all of the news we have for this episode. Uh, we'll be doing the others soon we'll see about tonight um if not you'll see it soon either way i will do my best to edit this and have it out tonight um we'll have it out announced really like via twitter and everything else in the morning but if you have any comments uh just critiques anything at all please just email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com uh, we'd love to get any feedback, and if you have anything that you want us to say on the podcast, whether it's, like, uh, just commentary for the next thing or something, just let us know. We'll consider it. Honestly, it's a good chance we might put it out there. We'll see what happens. But otherwise, uh, please stay tuned for all our upcoming episodes. We'll do our Destiny Pokemon show next, and then after that we'll have our uh, E3 specials, starting with the EA Bethesda Devolver special, then the Microsoft special, and then we'll do one for uh, Square Enix slash Ubisoft, and then, of course, Nintendo. So I'll have all those out. Plus, uh, after all that's done, 
then we'll do our Game of Thrones finale series season review overview everything analysis review slash recap yeah so all that stuff is coming up we have a lot of content coming out so we'll have we'll be more around we'll be yeah we'll be more around plus uh for the lesser news pieces which i still have some uh we'll be putting out via tweets i'll still keep that going but all right uh, if you want to follow james on twitter you can follow him on invader jim 124 you can follow me at now go go comzilla and if you want to follow the podcast that is at suture side talk and that is all we have watch uh, listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast if that's still around since the music thing was like being ended or something and then uh of course did i say spotify already i think so okay well spotify again that's most that's the biggest one at this point and of course soundcloud which is our kind of where we upload everything from anyway and please if you can just give us a review because that would really help us out if it's a positive one of course if it's a negative one that doesn't really help us out uh if you have actual critiques just email us but otherwise yeah thank you so much yep. thanks for listening